drank the dark clouds deeper and ran the wild moon hunting alive with fur and feather as omen apparition we left the moon suspended and leapt back onto the ground Welcome to the Antipodean Arts Podcast, episode 16. I invite you to notice your breath and to remember that this breath, this sacred breath, is rising from sacred country, from holy land, wherever you are. And we are recording this podcast in Kurilpa, in the sacred and ancestral lands of the Yagara and the Turrbal peoples. And I pay my respects to their elders past and their elders present, and their elders emerging. And I acknowledge the that this land is occupied, continuously occupied by the British Empire, that it is unceded land, stolen land, that it is being continuously protected by political activists of Yagur and Turrbal nations and uh, their comrades and allies and accomplices, and that the powerful survival and strength of culture and language and ceremony and law and art is continuously reviving the spirit of pride and beauty that lives in this land. And I acknowledge and honor all the spirits and the dreaming that makes up the power of this place. Oh, thank you for that, Fio. How are you, darling? G'day, Brody Ann. G'day, mate. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm well. Good I'm well. To How see are you? you? I'm good. Hot. Yeah, it's been it a bitch. It was a really hot day today in West End. I was, was pretty epic. much just in my undies under a fan for half the day. Oh, I'm jealous. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Well, did you have, didn't you have air, isn't there aircon in there? Yeah, but let's be real. So the shop is in a big old Queensland. So it's like a big house. That's right. That's been like a share house. It's been split into bedrooms. Yes. And our shop is in one bedroom. Yes. And the bedroom behind me is a, is a huge kitchen. That's correct. A, yeah, a massive kitchen. So it is hot, like the wall is literally hot to touch. So the fan's going on one side. I shouldn't complain. I, I'm working in a fairy cave. That's true, It's too. beautiful. And I did have air, mm. but it got really hot. We were really busy today. I was, so. I was doing a Zoom call with a friend of mine who lives in Portland, Oregon, and I could see me in nothing and I could see this person with a beanie and a, and a <laughs> scarf and like a jumper or a sweater and I was just like look we are at two opposite sides and that and I was just so appreciative of the moment I was mm. like wow you are like nearly at midwinter and I'm nearly at midsummer and it is just different is it snowing outside yes yeah like it what is it, a fire is burning the, the forest down yes <laughs> and, and I was like hmm so that that was real today for me. That yep. very like um, p- like the poles. Yes. I, I, like I felt I felt the length. I felt the south and I felt the north. And I was like, holy fuck, that was real. But in parts of Australia this week, we've had snow. snow. We've had again <laughs> hail, lightning storms. And yeah. today in Brisbane, I don't know how hot it got, but it would have been. It was thirty-seven, know. which is yeah. ninety-eight Fahrenheit for those playing yeah. from home. So it was it was pretty decent. <laughs> <laughs> it was fucked. <laughs> So, yeah. And I was born on a tropical island and it was fucked. Yeah, I did I, not appreciate it. Because I always think, it. like, you know, if you've survived Bali heat, you can do anything. The thing about Bali heat is that there are all these precious microclimates. So the place I spent most time in is always this beautiful, even 29 degrees Celsius. And then at night it goes down to 20. Oh, wow. So it's this beautiful foothill, like, mm, <laughs> lovely. So it's not like this at all, yeah. you know, or Melbourne dry heat. It's yeah. very like Ubud is a beautiful, precious little fucking cave of wonder. Yeah. Which, yeah. <laughs> no, no. Because I, no, it was hot there too. I'm In Ubud? Yes, I was really hot. But then I'm a big, like, curvy That's, white chick. I'm way too yeah. white to be there. Everything was chafing. Everything was rubbing. <laughs> There's a lot I of I had humidity. to find, like, the tiniest shop in a wood that sold um, talcum powder so I could walk. <laughs> and then I bought little cotton hot pants and oh. I was dying. In Ubud or down south? No, I'm sure it was in a wood. I was there for my sister's wedding. Huh. Yeah, because wow. I remember I climbed your father's mountain. Oh. In, remember we had a chat? With talcum powder and um, little no, cotton No, this was shorts. a couple of weeks later. 
A week later, I climbed. Hello, Bator. Look, it wasn't a pretty sight climbing that Is that where you also vo- vomited? On I vomited the-, <laughs> the whole way up your father's volcano. Look, most people do it. I was so sick. But I, I, yeah. I wasn't going to miss out because it yeah. was a super moon. Yeah. And we oh, went at three in the morning moon. and we were going to climb in the dark <laughs> yeah. and, and be on the top of the volcano for sunrise. Yeah. So I wasn't going to miss it. But I nearly died on that mountain. I she, left she a part of eat, my she soul there. Yeah. She, she felt like she was yeah. going to eat me. But yeah, I can't wait to visit Bali with oh, you. Oh, <laughs> I'm so excited to go back in March. Yeah, yeah. So. So. We've got a, a bit of a special guest tonight. Yeah, we do. Yes. I don't want to leave her sitting here like a shag on a rock. <laughs> Better introduce her. <laughs> this is the beautiful Lily Collard is with us tonight. Mm. She is a personal friend of, of both of ours. Yeah. She's an amazing trad witch. Mm-hmm. She's a fucking kick-ass tattooist mm-hmm. and illustrator. Her, yes. her art and designs are incredible. And uh, welcome to the show, Miss Lily. Yay. Thank you for coming. Hey, Thank Lily. Thank you for having me. <laughs> you can't be shy. Get into it. I won't. Good. I won't be shy. <laughs> so this is precious for me and I'm sure for you because I only, I met you just over there. Just across I'm just pointing the road. You're pointing the road. at a wall. In 2006. Wow. And like, like, that's like 13 years ago. And like, that was so precious, you know, that I met you on a crossroads in a tattoo studio yep. and you would have been apprenticing then. Yes, yeah. I think I was just out of my ah. first year. Yeah. Ah, tattooing. Mm. It's brought me everything. Yeah. So I know we wanted to get you on because not only are you just a talented spirit worker unto yourself and you are also this really exquisitely brilliant <coughs> tattoo artist. So how did you get into tattooing? What drew you to that art form? Hmm. Oh. Well, I don't know. I was um, I was one of those nerdy children that loved books and folklore and always drawing, always painting, always, you know, doing my otherworldly thing. And um, I just wanted to draw every day, you know. And I went to art college and after that I started looking for apprenticeships. Um, I got tattooed myself when I was 16. It mm-hmm. was just it was just always going to happen. Yeah. I remember being a little six-year-old grommet mm-hmm. <laughs> and my aunt brought home this British guy from her travels <laughs> and he had like panthers oh, and naked ladies yes. on his arm and like this full Cockney accent and I'm like, oh, where did you come from? <laughs> yes. I want that. Yeah. 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 So you were first tattooed when you were 16 Mm. and did that feel like, did you feel like in that, that was a a ceiling of fate for you a little bit? Like, are you, can you share what that tattoo was? I still have it. I I still love it. I, um, I had tried to tattoo myself Uh earlier because that's what you do. Classic. What you do. Um, (laughs) with little success, I didn't really understand what I was doing. Uh, but the first tattoo at 16, um, I got it wild at heart in Charlotte Street. Oh, mm. yeah. <laughs> and it's, a, it's an icon painting of uh, Mary Magdalene holding an egg. Yeah. And I love it still. Yeah. It's a good first tattoo. Yeah. <laughs> Not yeah. bad. Beautiful, Not a bad beautiful place to Mary start. Magdalene. It's <laughs> yeah. beautiful. What was your first tattoo, Brody Ann? Mmm. Again, don't listen to this, Mum. Self tattooing. <laughs> See, because my sister got caught self tattooing when she was young. She got in so much trouble, and Mum didn't know I ever did it, except now. Um, but my first tattoo was total opposite of your first tattoo. It was really trashy. Go it's, for it. It's an infinity on its sword. You might <laughs> on my neck. Oh, on the fuck back you. of my neck. Oh no, that's legit. It no, well. At the time, to be fair, I was young and I didn't know that that was a kind of popular tattoo that I know it's on the blacklist of tattoo sheets. Like they're like, oh, I'm so sick of drawing infinity eternity symbols on bitches. How are you supposed to know? <laughs> I didn't know. This is and before Instagram. My, before exactly. Every, before I'm old. TV so shows. My grandmother had just passed. I went with my sister mm-hmm. and for her first tattoo, so we went at the same time and with my cousin and we all got something to represent my grandmother. Mm. So it was for a good cause. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And another gorgeous Cockney tattooed man um, actually did it. Yeah. 
and I had to straddle a seat and he had to hold on to the back of my neck. And I'm like, my, my family should not be watching me get this down there. So I was enjoying it a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was about yeah, to yeah, say, yeah. were you, um, yeah. eat my words. Yeah, yeah. I, was eating, <laughs> I was eating my words. Oh. <laughs> oh but my. yeah, that was my first tattoo. Excellent. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. Worthy. What about you? Probably also blacklisted. I was also 16 and, yep. and it was an Ouroboros. That's not yeah, blacklisted. No. But, That's but got we, street cred. Yeah. yeah. I really wanted it. Like, I was like, I need a serpent. Yeah. Like, I need a fucking <laughs> serpent on my body immediately. And then yeah. I was like, well, like, why not a serpent eating her own tail? Mm. And it was just some rando bikey man in Toowoomba that my mother was like, this guy will do. And is it top of the range? I love it. I, Tattoo? I don't know. My mum mm. just drove me there. I was like, mum, it's time. And because I grew up with my father who is covered in tattoos, I always mm. wanted to be like him. Yeah. And I just did. And and then now my arms are covered in tattoos and I'm really pleased. Like, like I like, I, for me, it's always a, like, it feels like I've become more human by becoming tattooed. Yeah. And that every time I get another one, I'm like, oh, I'm becoming more human. Mm. And I guess what is always fascinating to me, Lily, watching you work is like how you help kind of just by the very nature of the art of tattooing without anything else around it, you help people kind of find their way into becoming like, mm. there's more, like, I feel like for me, when, when you tattoo me and you've, you're the main person I go to, I just feel like, oh, I'm passing through another gate. I am becoming more human. Mm. And I don't, and I don't know why I can't rationalize it, but, mm. but I'm wondering like, what what are you what do you hold around this spirit that we call tattoo? What are your afflictions? I wanna uh, know. Okay. Yeah, it's an old red spirit that wants to help, you know? And I think even now it's one of our few um av- readily available methods of marking a passage mm. in a human life. Mm. Whether people are doing that as a conscious, Mm. you know, in the forefront of their mind thing or whether it just happens. Like there is, there's a passage that happens. You Mm. are, you walk out a different person than Mm. when you walk in by your own will, Mm. which is awesome. And the blood sacrifice. (laughs) Blood. All old magic has blood in it. (laughs) Yeah. That's right. Mm. That's profound. Like how, as a witch and a spirit worker, the the I know that the the release of blood is so potent. Mm. So like, what do you? I don't I don't want to pry into like your internal workings, but like in terms of blood magic, mm. like what's going on there for you with that old red spirit and like mm. the red river of blood and like, do you feel? Do you are you someone who perceives while you're tattooing like spirits? Ah oh, yes. Yeah. I. <sighs> Okay, I'm not somebody who, unless I'm asked, will bring a ritual structure to somebody Mm -hmm. else's tattoo process. Mm -hmm. I feel that I'm there to serve tattoo as a spirit. Like, that's it just swept me up and that's what I'm doing. Um, And I'm also there to serve whoever is getting that tattoo. Like they're driving that process. Their sovereignty and consent is paramount. Um, And when I was learning to tattoo, it was said so often, you know, that old saying, people get the tattoo they deserve. And at first I thought it was a bit shady. Like I thought that was a like a diss. But no, like the more I heard people say it and the context that tattooers would say it in, it's like people people create that process. You know, they create it for themselves. Like you don't need to burn white sage and wave a crystal around and <laughs> <laughs> make Take it us a, there. Right? Make oh. us make it about my ego as a sacred priestess of ink. No, tattoo is magic. Mm. Conscious or not, mm. it's magic. You are bloodletting, you are mm. altering your body, mm. you are marking your spirit i believe like Mm. i think this i think tattoos exist in the spirit world as well as in the physical and you know that's just me 
I'll mm. I'll have a chat about it if you want to. If you <laughs> no, I love that because I mm. I feel that and in a similar way that that Fia was saying, like I feel changed when I'm marked yeah. by you. Well, by any tattoos, but by you specifically, and because I feel we do bring a little ritual into it, mm. it. It does change me. I walk, like you said, walk out of there a different person. I feel more other. Mm. I don't feel mm. more human. I feel more other world. And I feel like I've had the marks before you put them on me yeah. in other world. Yeah. And when I see them, it's like I've seen them there before. Yeah. And it, I feel complete. And I do feel like I've marked a period of time that will never be passed again. Yeah. Or that I've, I've mm. yeah. But that's that's an incredible like, point that you bring up. Do you, do you, do you feel like then they translate into the other worlds with without that person's knowledge, no matter what? That it's something that they that they claim, or that's something that once it's on your soul, once it's on your skin in this world, that it's a part of you forever. I wonder. I mm. wonder. I, I guess it's a voluntary because it's a contract. In how a way. deeply you take that in? Mm. Yeah. You know, how deeply you know. I, I don't know. Hmm. That one I think could be personal. I think but so. I remember I was working in Auckland once and I was watching some traditional tattooing mm-hmm. go on. I was super lucky to be able to watch that. Um, and, um, you know, that's an intense and totally different process than mm. anything I have ever experienced personally or been involved in other than just watching. And I was talking to one of the tattooers afterwards and they were saying, yeah, it's really important that, um, in his words, that the tattoo sits well with that person's mana. You know, that it, it's, you, you get it on there the way that it's meant to be on there, that it sits with their spirit, that it is part of their fetch in my language. Mm-hmm. And... Um, yeah, you can tell. You can tell if it's a sticker on a guitar case or if it's soulful and yeah. powerful. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Totally. It's like because I, I don't separate your witchcraft and your art. <laughs> I just It's just you're, you know, one and the same. Yeah. And when I sort of describe, well, when people come in perhaps to the shop or when I'm, they're looking at my tattoos and I'm like, you've got to go and see Lily, um, part of the, that explanation is that, you do, although you wouldn't force ritual onto each individual customer, that you kind of approach them in a, in a different manner to mm. most people. So Aww. I know that you're saying you, you respect that line and you wouldn't bring that ritual aspect to everybody's tattoo if that's not what they want. It's their experience. But I feel that you naturally inherently do that with your work. Thank you. Yeah. But just, it's a very witchy thing to do. <laughs> It's a witchy profession. It's, it's perfect. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Mm. I mean, many like, you know, in many traditions, we talk about this idea of being marked and um, uh, the idea of carrying, like I've also heard some people talk about their initiations as if their, um, their bones have been tattooed. Mm. And so like we use a lot of this metaphoric language yeah. to, to speak towards things that are profoundly real. Mm. And um, I think what I love about the way you're, kind of framing this Lily is that you are talking about like it's not anthropocentric it's not like I am the tattoo artist giving you this endowing you with this it's Mm. like you are like any spirit worker like a channel or a midwife or 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 a doorway Mm. um hosting and allowing and maybe directing sometimes or mediating or being an active conversation with something that is more than human Mm. with with a a mysterious one uh, a current a spirit and like you are simply humbly and and with like technical prowess because you've been an apprentice um allowing and directing and skillfully kind of manifesting it and um i think that the i never doubt that the ancestors and that the fetch that every human has is also directing it Mm. you know so like Mm. so like you like a a witch we are trained to pay attention Mm. right so like you pay attention and perhaps that is why in and of itself, just by the paying attention to multiple realms, you are allowing this to come to to come to pass in a way that um, is in harmony with the other parts of um, our human animal nature. I'm wondering about like I don't know shit about tattoo apprenticeship. Mm. Like what 
what does that look like or what did that look like for you? I was lucky. I had a really fortunate apprenticeship. Um, I love that, you know, I like that, you know, from lips to ear, from hand to hand, I like it read. Mm -hmm. Like I like (laughs) to be shown something by another person who's mastered it. Mm. And I think apprenticeships can be many things to different people. I've heard really differing accounts mm-hmm. of people's tattoo apprenticeships but I it was great mm-hmm. I learned every aspect I learned how to hand tattoo mm-hmm. I learned how to make tools to hand tattoo I learned how to make tools how to you know how to build a machine how to grind pigment how mm. to make ink how to make needles I mean everyone buys them from China now but but you know how I know how yeah I, I think I just I'm a nerd. I like to go deep. Yeah. If I get into yeah. something, I, I obsess. Thorough. I like Let's sink your teeth into it. Tattoo history. Mm. That tattoo that I put on your shoulder, mm. Brody Ann, I was obsessed with her. The, um, how do you say? Pazarisk? Pazarisk woman? It's from the ice. She was yeah. a mummy. She's from the Altai Mountains mm. in Mongolia. Yeah. On edge. She was preserved uh, almost perfectly her tattoos are preserved Mm. she has guardians with Mm. tattoos that are preserved and i was struck with how contemporary those tattoos still looked Mm. and how they wore them and how human they are and Mm. i am and there is a vast glacier of time between Mm. us but in a way we're the same Mm. you know Mm. It's interesting as well that um, tattoos are often associated with people who are of um, darker skin. Um, and, you know, we had had this conversation in the cafe before about, can you exp- like melan, like melanin? Oh, and right. can you explain that a bit? Like looking archaeologically and historically, we have scarification rights sure. and we have yeah. tattooing. Yeah. So yeah. can you talk a bit about that? Well, the w- what I've seen... Um, is that in people with darker skin and more melanin, more melanin. The, in the structure of the skin, there's just more collagen. Mm-hmm. And um, so by virtue of that, you will keloid scar. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, like Indigenous Australians, like certain peoples in Africa, mm-hmm. um, scarification is a, a beautiful ritual adornment. And in that Papua is, New Guinea. In Papua mm. New Guinea, absolutely. It's a mark. Mm. You know, you, are, you, ha- you wear the marks of who mm. you are. Mm. Um, whereas, you know, maybe in the South Sea Islands um, oh, and everywhere in mm. Europe, mm. people forget. Europe, mm. Thracians, you mm. know, the mm. Greeks were talking yeah, about how the Thracians right. were covered in tattoos. And the Scythians, yeah. which they were connected. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And interestingly, like the Romans, we all know, like they had a kind of despise, like they despised yeah. a lot of the what they would call barbarians. Mm. Um, and then we have this word picked, mm. um, which some people suggest means p- like to be covered in pictures mm. and or, or, or the painted people mm. of Pretenny. So it's like everyone in this room currently, um, you know, most of us have like direct descent from the people of the Northwestern Islands and and our ancestors would have been covered, yep. many of them. For and sure. and so that's also amusing to me inside of late stage capitalism and imperialism. It's like, oh yeah, and then suddenly the British Empire is like looking at these painted barbarians again. <laughs> because because when I was growing up, and I'm only thirty one, but I remember people looking at people with tattoos. Like it's changed a lot. Mm. But people like older boomers looking, mm-hmm. looking at people with tattoos going, oh, how terrible. They, they'll they never get a job. Oh, la, my la, God. La, la. That my, was the big fear. I know. Hey, used to put into us. I know. And school. now I'm looking around and I'm like, mm, different now, isn't it? But, I don't know. You probably know about this. Um, my mum was working at the bank and this had been what, when I was at high school. So, But I remember that they had a policy then and it's changed now because I see people who are bank tellers with tattoos. Mm-hmm. But that tattoos on the hands and the face were illegal because that area belonged to the Queen? Yeah. I've heard that too. Is that true? I, I do I heard on hands and the, I, and, the, and the face. Apparently the ha- I've heard that the... I don't know where I got this from, but I've heard mm. it too, that the hands and the face belong to the crown. Yes. And so if you mark <laughs> you can't it, deface it. That's what Because if you could wear shit. shirts <laughs> and a woman could look proper. It's so anger... It's like oh. anger-inducing. I... I 
well, there mm. you go. It's very futile. Yeah. <laughs> that people can belong to other people. And not mark their but, bodies. You know, it's, there's, there's a pattern with empire, isn't there? It likes to destroy cultures and mm-hmm. cultural signifiers. Yeah. Mm. And tattooing has always been one of those. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of marks, as far as I've been aware, that certain marks in, in some countries were passed in tribes from ancestors to the next generation yeah. specific Aotearoa has that with the mm, iwi every iwi yeah. in, in and that the tribe Maui. at times would would decide what tattoos were to be done in the village mm-hmm. at that time and who got what yeah. and so if those peoples and those designs were destroyed those people were killed mm. it was lost forever Oh, it's mm. gone and wide. people's connection to that—nothing's lost. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no, we know it isn't. I love, I love <laughs> but that's that. That's what they were trying to do. I'm sure. I love that phraseology. Like so, so much. <laughs> like this is the thing, right? So much does just go in, into the white or into the other world to be to be saved until there are people who can listen again, and, mm. and that's back. very profound. Mm. And it has mm. its own fucking agency. Like mm. it's yes. like f- constantly trying to fight. It's like who, who, who? I'm going to dive into that person, <laughs> and that's what's pro- fucking profound because also like. Tattooing can be a channel for that for some people. Yeah, like you, you were talking struck about by that inspiration. Yeah, mm. totally. Mm. I've had it's very similar in in songwriting. I've had complete melodies, complete phrases just appear mm. out of the white. Mm. And I know mm. Tori Amos talks about it. At, a similar thing where she says that they're they're in the ether above her piano, yeah, Spirits. and she's just lucky enough to harness it or be the lightning in the bottle at that mm. moment. Yeah, but it's got nothing to do really with her. She's the yeah. conduit. Yeah. We're Similar all with art and design, constellations and conspiracies. Like completely, <laughs> that's just like that's what we are. Especially yeah. this little group. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that. I like the idea of being porous and yeah. never mm. truly alone and never, never, never not possessed. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah. absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting. I was on a plane coming back from Aotearoa, New Zealand, to this continent, and um, there was a an older Maori woman, and she got up and she turned around, and she was beautiful, and she was like maybe in her seventies, and as she turned around to me, I saw this marking on her chin that went down her neck, and I was like struck by awe. Mm. Like I was like, oh my god, I'm in the presence of some like matriarch. Mm. Like and and she was moving in this way that had such dignity mm. and I was like oh like I was just like and then and then it occurred to me that there would be people in the plane regarding that as not great and I was mm. like those people are stupid oh. like because because they are missing That's this culture. awe they're you know, missing this yeah. awe it's a woman who is carrying her culture mm. it makes like it just kind of makes me weep because yeah. it's so un- it, I see it. I'm loving the renaissance of it, and I love the renaissance of indigenous resistance. And there's so much going on mm. right now, and I praise it, and I want to um, prioritize it. Like a lot of people say, center, but I'm like, who am I to center? Why not prioritize what's already happening, sure. right? Mm. And so, like, mm. I love that the First Nations communities are ri- rising, and I love that we can remember within ourselves if we feel culturally dispossessed or ancestrally dispossessed, Mm. which so many of us in Australia do, that we can remember that we are vaults of living memory and, and listen to the blood. And, and sometimes it wakes up even without consciousness. Yes. And I'm wondering, like, have you, have you had, um, experiences like that with people who come to you that you can like maybe go, hmm, here's a folk tale you might like or Oh, so many yeah. stories just fall out. Oh <laughs> I love that. Do they all cry? Sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah, yeah, I have some beautiful moments with people. Yeah. It's great. It's a great subverter of small talk. You know, having someone under duress. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but really you do. You are it's an odd situation, you know, you're sitting in somebody's personal space, touching them and having a conversation without looking each other in the eye and and they're in pain and, you know, it's an unusual situation and things bubble up, you know. Mm. Yeah, it's a profound... It's a cathartic process too. Like sometimes like I was saying to the other day, I'm like, I've... You weren't there, but I just wanted to mark. I needed, yeah. I needed that feeling or that moment yeah. or that. Bodies yeah. are wise. It right? was. Mm-hmm. It was. Yeah. yeah. And I think that that sometimes is part of it as well. Mm. And that's part of that blood sacrifice. That payment mm. is you sacrificing your your time and your pain and mm. your your feeling and putting yourself in a very vulnerable position. 
at, at the hands of an expert, but at the hands of someone else and trusting them with something that's going to be forever. Mm. Yeah, it is yeah. a bizarre... We have, we have funny jobs. <laughs> we, everyone in this room has everyone. a pretty cool job. Yeah, we do, we do. I feel so lucky yeah. every day. Yeah. yeah, Me too. Yeah, yeah. And you're working in an incredible new studio. Yeah. Where can people find you? Okay. Uh, you can find me at Oracle Tattoo in West End. We're on Browning Street. Uh, and it's a little, it's a little house, but it's a house of tattoo. Mm-hmm. And um, it is, uh, our intention was to have a femme-owned and run space that was queer-friendly mm-hmm. and inclusive and I don't know. I just I wanted to give something back mm. to tattooing. I mm. wanted to make a space where people, anyone, my people, mm. you know, could come and mm. be comfortable and be yeah. served. Yeah, the people. Yeah, the people. The people. It's a folk art. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. love that. Yeah. And so w- was it your Capricorn rising that <laughs> like, w- like, like mm, it just, it just seems like such an endeavor and I've, and I've watched you as a friend mm. and it looked like an endeavor, like <laughs> kudos to you. Um, what, what's it like to do that? Like, can you give some oh, words to that to like start a house of tattoo? I did not do it alone. Yep. I have excellent um, I have an excellent business partner. Mm-hmm. I have an excellent crew of people. It takes so many people yeah. to do something like that. Yeah. Um, so painting walls. Painting and walls. Ripping doors and walls yeah. and laying down wards. Laying wards. <laughs> yeah. Dogs. Uh, and all the doggos. Oh, it was great. We because we renovated mm. and we. Um, it was an amazing community space already. Yeah, like that's it was true. A, it was Shout Betty's. out to Cat, 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 Catherine Outridgefield, beautiful woman, pillar of her community. That's right. She's such a pillar. She's righteous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, good woman. So she had a she tattooed. She's my business partner and co-boss, mm-hmm. and um, she had a bar and a coffee shop there mm-hmm. for years called Betty's Espresso. Mm-hmm. That was a queer friendly, mm-hmm. awesome inclusive feminist space and before that it was um i think it was a a a venue a punk venue and a practice yeah yeah, i think damien even said that he used to rehearse there and they had gigs there so many people and it's an over 100 year old workers cottage so it's it's a really amazing little piece of west end number 11 yeah Mm. legs 11 she's got legs 11 she's got soul (laughs) she definitely got that legs 11 And the sexiest toilet wallpaper. That's true. Ever. That's true. There's a there's I love I love the blending. Like I really I really adore cat style and I yeah. really adore Lily's style. Yeah, and, and they smash and, together. Oh, it's like it's like the dessert I never knew I wanted. Like <laughs> I'm like, this is exactly what I want. Yeah. And I love sometimes, like ever since it's been there, because I, you know, w- sometimes I'm working in West End, I'll walk past and I'll just be like, I'm going to go in just because it feels nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I get to pat dogs. This is yeah. true. <laughs> love I'm, li- dogs. I'm like, oh, yes. And then there are the dogs. <laughs> sometimes you just need a little hit. Yeah, you know, some it's good juju, and then keep going. Yeah, it back is very de-stressing. Yeah. Yeah. and you know they have also been with, with our species for a long time. Right. So it's like nice to kind of touch the ancient art of tattoo and the ancient companion of humankind. The hearth wolf. Yeah, it's yeah. it's yep. it's really magical. Once we got hold of fire, yeah, the wolf came and sat down. We pricked ourselves. Yeah, we got some carbon in there. We went. Huh. Oh, we've made a mark. <laughs> That's so interesting. That so much is linked to fire and also considering that a lot of the old ways of witching would suggest that the primal mother was fire mm-hmm. and anyway i could go on about that for ages, but um the blood and the fire yeah the blood we, and we the all fire. got misty-eyed then yeah we were like and the darkness <laughs> ringing us yes. and ho- holding all holding of the old ones dead cosmological yeah. isn't it yeah <laughs> 
<laughs> I love it. I love. I also love that with you, Lily. I can always get cosmological and ontological, and mm. I just love that you just speak that. Oh. And ever since I've known you, and I'm you know like just love you. I just have always. It's you've just been such a place to go to for me, where I can just be a nerd with you. I love you know? that about you. And and it's it's like oh yeah, I want to nerd out about you guys this were shit. nerding out so hard this this afternoon before we came here. These you were um, off on this astrology tangent. They were com- speaking a completely different language by the end of it. I was and so Lily, lost. And Lily and I are earnest beginners so, with But you, was, you both so, don't sound like beginners. You sound extremely well, knowledgeable. I feel like an idiot when I talk astrology personally. Oh, no, you didn't come that, across that way at all. It was great. Good to be an idiot. Yeah. yeah. Good yes. to be a beginner. For I'm a right. complete beginner, so I'm loving it. Ah, well, I, I love one it. thing I don't have skill at. I love it also because... Um, <laughs> And again, we have said this so many times, but we need to get Kim Fairminer on here because yes. because she's a brilliant traditional astrologist. But I just every I like I like feeling like a beginner, so mm. that's why I am studying it because yeah, I'm like I don't know, yeah. and and it's it's really illuminating. Yeah. Like I constantly and and I recently had um, a Jyotish reading, a Vedic astrology reading, and it was equally as illuminating. Mm. And I was like, wow! So now I now I can drink from two fountains mm. of astrology, you know? And of course within, as we were discussing, because within the Western lineages of astrology, we have so much there. Like we have like Hellenistic or medieval or Renaissance mm. or, and and then how much uh, detail are we going to get into, mm. you know? So many approaches. Do you find, I'm actually curious about this, Mercury retrograde time or any kind of strange, um, what happens in tattoo studios at like Mercury retrograde time? Like, have you ever noticed patterns with the moon or planets? Like, how does Is the it outside like an ER world ward where people in? go crazy on a full moon and you get all the specials that come in for? There's been the odd full moon craziness, yeah, for sure. Um, depends if you're in a street shop or a private studio. You know, mm. the street mm. shop, you get so much more washing up on the beach. Mm. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I've definitely worked in a few of those and I've also worked in private studios. I feel like Oracle sits somewhere in between. Yeah. Mm. Perfect. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Take the best yeah. of it all. Then. Yeah. Um, Mercury retrograde, not so much, mm-hmm. which you would think it's a very mercurial thing mm. to be working with electricity and yep. uh, yeah, but I've never had a Mercury retrograde. I've had it hit my car. I've had it hit my colleagues' cars. I've had it hit my phone mm. and my computer. Yeah. Touch wood. Mm. Uh, yeah, hopefully it doesn't ever hit my tattoo machines. <laughs> I, Does I, it show I, up in the kind of people who turn up maybe? Like have you have you noticed people be more like emotionally kind of like bizarre? That's my everyday. <laughs> <laughs> I mean because you're tattooing people. It's really yeah. Really mercurial. Yeah. Every day is mercurial. Yeah. I think maybe it is one of those mercurial arts. It's commerce. It's, yeah. Um, it's a bit it, tricky. It's it's hustle. Yeah. yeah it's, it's tricky. It's, but yeah, people and and communication is mm. at the heart of it, mm. and symbols mm. too. Yeah. Uh, oh, I'm learning. Yeah. So Mercury's always doing whatever the fuck he wants mm-hmm. in the tattoo shop. It's totally true. Um, <laughs> It's an outsider art yeah. as well as a folk art. Yes. I know. I know it's more, you know, palatable in more circles these days. But there is always an element of it. It will always be a bit of an outsider art. Always. It's, it's either you make a mark because you want to belong to a group or mm-hmm. you want to stand apart from mm-hmm. a group. Mm-hmm. You know, that's uh, if you boil it down, those functions are sort of at the heart of it. Hmm. Mm. I know for me, um, I, I make pacts with spirits and, and sometimes <laughs> when they have given me a good deal, yeah. I, I say, okay, yeah. I will now mm. tattoo you on my body. And mm. so I'm, uh, one of my lovers once said, I love that like having, <laughs> I'm just going to go for it. <laughs> Please, I, love, I, love it. I love that having sex with you is like worshiping in a shrine uh-huh. and oh. I'm like, yeah. And do you know, like, do you know how many good things they've done for me? Right. <laughs> This is why they're on my body. Yeah. Because yeah. this is this is what I got to give. Right. And I'm I like I can burn incense, I can sing songs, I can write books, I can teach classes, but what I l- love the most is getting inked. Yeah. <laughs> because it's like for me I'm an all or nothing kind of person. Mm. And I'm like, I'm gonna just fucking do it. Yeah. Yep. You know? 
It's great. Yeah. It's great. And, and um, it's interesting. That's something that I have noticed. And this is – I can't tie this to the heavens. I, I don't know if this is a morphic resonance thing or what, but I will get particular god forms. I'll get runs of Venus or, mm. you know, runs of – hairs or runs of black goats and Baba Yaga recently. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The spirits are <laughs> that the spirits too have yeah. agency. Oh, and totally. sometimes mm. it's not just the spirit of tattoo that's in the room. Sometimes it's a bit more crowded. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember around the time I was getting Kali, a few people were coming and getting Kali from yeah. you. Like I, I kept seeing Kali. Yeah. Yeah. Those are the things. Those are the things yeah. that I map. But it's a more tidal, you know? Uh, ebbs and flows dream like mm. ebb and flow than than a predictable you know transit by the stars every three months yeah mm. but i'll i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna do some research yeah on that now yeah i'm a nerd i'm gonna yeah i, th- I thought i thought so <laughs> yeah <laughs> and in two weeks lily will report back actually with the spreadsheet <laughs> just so you know <laughs> i'm noticing a trend mm. <laughs> we pay attention that's right that's what Again, we like do you said. yeah it's a part of our job. Yeah. And different witches, we pay attention to different things. And that's why it's good to have a lot of witches because it's, it's like, this is we all thing. have our talents. Yeah. Mm. I have um, another question, but I'm like, I'm like just so asking so many. Do you, I have a pretty intense question. Okay. Um, because in our, in white supremacist, capitalist, imperialist, patriarchy, like racism exists, sexism exists, misogyny exists. I can't imagine these kinds of people coming to your house of tattoo, to Oracle tattoo for this, but I'm sure you've encountered people who get, um, who pervert the runes. Ah. So I'm like, like, or who want to take ancient self-possessed creatures, which the runes are Mm. and twist them to their ideology. Right. Like Nazis. Nazis. <laughs> what what are you trying to say is talk about the Nazis. What I'm trying to say is like how do how do how do mindful fucking like tattoo artists deal with shit like that when when those people come in and and, and also as a spirit worker because I'm like they are like fucking mm. perverting these mm. ancient creatures. You can absolutely refuse. Uh, yeah. You can refuse to do something if you don't feel ethically comfortable mm. or if you feel like you're not doing somebody a favour, like mm. if they're not in their best mm. self making that kind of decision. Mm. You know, we've got sovereignty too. Yeah, That's one of the other great joys of that mm. line of work is that I don't have a boss. Yeah. We're all self-employed pirates. We can go, no, Yeah, I won't do that. Because I because I've noticed the rise of white supremacy mm. again um, mm. in the past decade, and they're kind of more brazen. Yeah, sure. Um, I'm like I'm like, oh, does that like how does that affect? Because I know because I see them walking around mm. with the tattoos and the insignia, mm. and I'm like, how does that affect? I think they have their own tattoos. Yeah, I guess sure they do. <laughs> it's distressing. Wow, yeah. it's a it world of contrast. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Just leave it to those old spirits to sort them out. I know the ru- the runes are Slap again. Slap that on your ass and you see how that goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good. Yeah, it's just it's really interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Because because again, like like I I would never excuse the idea of white supremacist ideology, and like I just find it so foul. And I can see as well underneath at times, though not definitely not for the majority. I just think it's ignorance and bigotry. Um, a lot of people yeah. are dispossessed and are trying to find um, like connection. Yeah, mm. sure. And and. Again, I don't know. I don't think that, you know, a great percentage of that is that. And I just, I wonder about the impact of like empire on, um, on culture. And I'm wondering about like the, the, the expression of culture through art on the body Mm. and how that, you know, unfortunately is so directly caught up in all these ideologies. Mm. And it's just so, it's like, it's like, because sometimes I, as a mixed race person who has a fucking, who has a cousin who is white in the system, mm. um, who has these ideologies, how can I, who comes to me and wants to talk to me as a witch, but ignores half of me, right? right. Or all of me because I'm mixed. It's not half of me. Yes. Um, and how, like, I've like, how do I talk to this person? You know, I'm, I, this is just a general question because mm. I'm like watching them take symbols that mean a lot to me that I work, that I actually yeah. work with yeah. and that he thinks he's, reclaiming 
for his cultural heritage and i'm like oh dude you know what i mean it's I like do. and it's in my family so it's like yeah. i'm like how do i even navigate that mm. that's really big yeah that's really big the thing that springs to mind initially is um have you heard of lila june no oh my god i love her work she is um she's a Denae woman mm-hmm. a native american mm-hmm. woman um who also has some European ancestry mm-hmm. and is a spirit worker and who understands, you know, what the trauma, intergenerational trauma looks like, um, firsthand knows what the damage created by, you know, colonization mm-hmm. looks like, mm-hmm. you know, the ongoing systemic yeah. violence of that. And she's, yeah, and she's engaged with her own ancestors and she didn't engage with her European ancestors Mm. for a long time Mm. and cut them off. And Mm. she said she noticed illness in Mm. her being because Mm. of that. And so she turned to them and she started to work with them. Mm. And, of course, you know, all of us of European descent have to face that if our ancestors were not directly colonisers, they benefited yeah. You know, mm. they benefited yeah. from that. Um, totally. But but the other thing, the other point she raises, which I love her for, is that, you know, the people in the British Isles, they just got colonised earlier. Mm-hmm. Mm. They just have, they also have, you know, that that fracture mm-hmm. within them. Mm-hmm. They, they watched their women burn mm. in the witch trials. Mm. That's what you do as that a colonizer. On you. you rape yeah. the women, you kill the women, you drive the men mad, you incarcerate them. The same thing mm. happened mm. to, you mm. know, people that we're calling white people, mm. the Britons, mm. the, the many Welsh. people of you know who have light skin mm. of mm. European ancestries. Mm. They they all got colonized too, mm. and then they it's you know it's, it's like a sickness that mm-hmm. possesses a mm-hmm. people, it is. and they go out and they do it some more, Yeah, you know? And I, I would say it's the sickness that you're seeing in those people. Mm. It's the unresolved ancestors. Mm. It's, it's ugh, centuries of damage mm-hmm. manifesting as white supremacy. Mm-hmm. Like what the fuck is up with people who can't see their common men mm. of whatever culture, mm. men, women, non-binaries, mm. you know, everyone, mm. Mm. as a sibling. I, I don't understand. I think it's a sickness. Yeah, mm. it's a sickness. And then I think there's the... Um, I agree with everything you just said. And then I think it's like like it's possible, right, to hold like the... like Because I often say white in the system. Yeah. That's how I phrase it because that's real. Sure. And then what is also real is that each and every one of us, it belongs to the earth mm. and that we came from strong noble culture yeah um and that for many of us um that was at some point down the line it was either like my friend sal likes to say like when people say oh your culture was lost she's like Mm. no it wasn't it was stolen like it was taken Mm. yeah well (laughs) nothing's lost exactly like someone like took our ability to speak language by saying we will kill you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, so it's like this very thing, like I recently finished reading a very, very thoroughly written book by Lydie Angeles called Pretenny. And it's about the violent colonization and invasion of, of Britain by the Romans. Sure. And it's like, Mm. and it goes through the history of it. And it's written in a narrative way because Lai wanted to write it in a way that was um, true to the storytelling bardic nature of her ancestors. Mm. And, and I love that piece of work because she's also adopted and she didn't even really get to have that, like, these are my people and it's not lost. It's in here. And so like that fracture um, lives in everyone, I think. Or, or not everyone, but because I can't speak for everyone, but well, not indigenous so people. many of us. They're yeah. here. Yeah. They're still on their country. Yeah. 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 It's, and then again, it makes me think it goes back to tattooing and how for me, what I, what, what I guess I was saying was I become more human because every time I get tattooed, I can, and I bleed, it's like, oh, that's right. 
I cover myself with the symbols and signs of my ancestors mm. to remind myself in a world that would rather I don't exist mm. and that you don't exist mm. and that you don't exist because we're all some form of weird. <laughs> and, the, and, and I think that, which is an anti-empire, but that's just me. But um, that we... Immune cells. Yeah. Yes. That we, like, <laughs> that I need to remind myself yep. sometimes. Yes. That I look down and I'm like, oh, I come from people who venerate Bridget. I, I come from people who venerate Carly. Like, I need to be reminded sometimes. And I think, you know, at the heart of it, true human culture is about belonging mm. and who you belong to and mm. who you're, you know, in reciprocity with mm. and who you, the, the connections, mm. you know, um, it's not a top-down yeah. system. And I think it's nice to remember that and embody that and carry yeah. it with you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, heavy shit. Oh, Woo! I love it. But, I, oh, but we always hole, get baby. heavy. We do. Lily okay. y- Lily's a, likes to get heavy and that's what I appreciate about you. <laughs> Dive in. Um, <laughs> yeah, Brody Ann? No, I was just, I love listening to, to both of you speak, but it, it, I'm reflecting now on you saying about tattooing, making, reminding you of being <coughs> human. I think too, I can, that resonates with me now. I do think about f- that feeling... For me, that pain, that bleeding does bring me back into mm. my my meat suit. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that's right. You have one of these, you know. Yeah, You've yeah. got a meat avatar that gets around. Because I think as witches too, we spend a lot of time outside or in other in other realms. So tattooing all these sorts of rituals bring me back into my body mm. in that moment. But also I was thinking about, I don't know if I sent it to you, there's an incredible um, documentary that's coming out we so need an extra helper here that has a laptop because I should know the name of this. Now it's coming to my mind. But it was about um, a First Nations Canadian artist, this woman who is is reclaiming, rediscovering um, traditional tattooing mm. and especially facial tattoos for the women in, in her tribes. Um, yeah, it's political. Yes, and it's the stance statement. and the change that it's making in the women, especially as part of the missing, murdered Indigenous women movement. Mm. It seems to be going hand in hand, just like I think feminism and anti-patriarchal um, things are bringing witchcraft mm. to the fore in the in, in this country. Mm. Um, yeah, it's really interesting and it's a beautiful doco, but it's it's mm. because as as happened here in Australia, <laughs> language was taken, their hair was cut let alone facial tattoos, sure. let alone being to, to to carry the marks of your grandmothers and your mothers on mm. and walk around in society with these marks on your face. That's just something that um, has never happened. And the profound effect that this tattooing is having on these women are uh, healing mm. and, mm-hmm. and communities coming back together and them reclaiming their bodies and all of this ancestral trauma and, and, and rape and, it's incre- it was incredible to see, and I, yeah. I see more of it coming in yeah. Australia as well. Oh, yeah, women standing up. Delicious. Mm. Yeah. Yep. And as well as, you know, intergenerational trauma, there's mm. so much intergenerational resilience. Mm. True. So much. Mm. That's a, it's a reminder yeah. that we are here and that they are still here, mm. as you said. And it's, you know, I was, I was reading some articles about... Uh, 2019, you know, being the year of Indigenous languages, and, mm. you know, um, and I was reading about the suppression, you know, not a long time ago, not in the Roman era, mm-hmm. in Wales mm. and in Scotland of Gaelic and mm-hmm. and Brythonic mm. languages, that children would be caned yeah. publicly in front of their class and wear the Welsh knot. It had a, a, a you know character carved into it, a chunk of wood around these little children's necks yeah. and they'd stand all day in the corner and then get, you know, beaten hmm. in front of their classmates and they'd have to wear this thing until someone else got caught. So you'd be encouraged to dog your friend, mm. you know, and pass mm. it on. Like, it's it, <laughs> violence against culture. Mm. It, it's not cool. <laughs> <laughs> No. Especially when culture is like the treasure trove of all that was hard won, yeah. By all, by all of our, by our relationships as contextualized by the rest of nature, yeah. Like because culture, we use the word culture, right? It means something, yeah. You know that word is very specific. Culture is not separate from nature. No, I think culture yeah. is formed and informed by yeah. nature. I've yeah. heard that when a language dies, you lose a whole vocabulary that is very regionally specific, mm. you know, mm. that you lose a way of life in mm. a place. Yeah. It's wealth. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think sometimes that's the thing that distresses me the most yeah. is the loss of um, even for me, like not being able. Like I know there's a fracture because mm. I, even though I was born in Bali, I can't, I cannot speak Balinese. Sure. So the, that, like my father's brain and mind, is just different to mine, and mm. I in the in the way of like perceiving yeah, the language, land. Yeah. and Shaping I'm like thought. exactly, mm. and I'm like I feel intrinsically connected, and yet I am so dist- often in distress mm. or if not distress, like grief sure. around the fact that I cannot do it. Yeah. So you could learn. I you could. still got breath in you. I do. <laughs> it's challenging though. And uh, you know, there's blocks, but I could, there's always yeah. the capacity for it. Cause it, it's, it's two languages, two or more languages, they say within children, it opens completely different neural pathways. Mm. So it changes the way that our brains work and the way that we problem solve and the mm. way that we interact with others. And that's why starting off with it with um, multiple languages when you're young is so important. And uh, it's like playing a musical instrument. It mm. just rewires or changes the way that you, mm. you think. Mercurial. Mm. Mm. But and humans I, and I, yeah. are inherently mercurial. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like I wonder how Neanderthal felt when the glaciers disappeared and the forests sprang up. You know, we're adaptable. Hmm. We can adapt. Things change. We lose things. We'll gain something new. I love your eternal optimism. (laughs) Like, honestly, it's so healing. (laughs) Because it's not, it doesn't sound, it's it's coming from a very real place. Like, you always, Lily, you always remind me of, like, things that I'm sometimes not looking at. Agreed. Mm. Mm. Let's leave it on that beautiful note. I want to thank you. No, wait, wait, wait. No, I thought you... (laughs) Arch, you also illustrated a book that our dear friend wrote. I need to shout out Lee Morgan, Mm -hmm. who is an absolute cultural treasure. Mm -hmm. This is a cultured person, Mm -hmm. if we're going to talk about (laughs) culture. He'll listen to this and be like, that is the highest compliment anyone could pay me. I adore Lee Morgan yeah. and all of his work. Yeah. And I was so honoured to contribute a few illustrations to a fabulous book called Sounds of Infinity. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a book on the fairy faith. It's so good. You need to read it. Everyone needs to read it's it. It's brilliant. And we it's, need to spread the fairy yeah. spore. Yeah, it's fucking brilliant. We will share a link to it on our Facebook mm-hmm. and I believe there's multiple copies yeah. at Eclectica and we've also got them up at Crystal Earth. And I'm you can sure go available to re- in all good bookstores and online. Yeah. Uh, but we'll put a link to that sure. fully on our Facebook page yeah, so people yeah. can find it. Leon. We yeah, actually we, we have will. that in the yeah, post. That's, so that's happening. Dear listeners, you, yeah. you'll be hearing from the, the man himself very soon. Yes, yeah. so. it's very exciting. And thank you for like giving... Um, because I, I had the pleasure of reading that book years ago, right? You know, mm. being, being, being someone who loves Lee and I got to read it and I got to review it. And that I love the way in which that book um, works with the, the fairy faith in a way, again, similar to what Lie did with Pretenny, this way of like head, heart and hands. Mm. So it's not, it's not just here are some here are some facts about fairy faith historically. Mm. It's here is a living thread of how we can take what has been given to mm. us by the folk, um, work it through um, mythopoetic language and feeling and then give it a workable system, mm. you know, that we can operate within and, and, and have um, back and forth with these beings who are very real. Mm. You know, the good folk. So that's, and then you giving form to some of that was delicious. Like for me to open that book recently in Turtle Island when I was in the US, I was like, oh, I saw it on my friend's, and I hadn't seen it yet. And I saw it on my friend's shelf and I pulled it out and I opened it and I was like, and Lily's art too. Like not only is this exquisite textually, it's also exquisite visually. I love that book. Yeah. Mm. I didn't read the book. I went down to Hobart last month. Mm And I finally saw it. It mm. came out. Mm. And I hadn't read the book before I made the mm. illustrations. I'd only done in the fu- in the final third of the book, there's the workings. That's right. Yeah. I did the workings and then I went and made some art. Well, so I only have just perfect. That's witchcraft. Just yeah. through the book. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's in my hot little hands and I'm studying away. Such a good it's book. It's such an incredible book. I can't mm. recommend it enough. Yeah. Agreed. <sighs> um so thank you so much, Lily, Thanks for having so us. Much. 
and for being so mercurial. Yes, I think that's that's the word of the podcast. (laughs) Yeah, and yep, just being your incredible self. Again, how can people find you? So Oracle has a Facebook and a a website, or yeah, yeah, yep, you can find Oracle Tattoo on Facebook. We also have it's Oracle Tattoo Shop on Instagram because I believe there's another Oracle Tattoo in Singapore. Our sisters. Mm. <laughs> um, also, I have an Instagram. I am Hen's Tooth, and also just Lily Collard on Facebook. Hurrah! Hi, Check bro. out all the socials. <laughs> get, your, get your socials. Or just come in. Or, to yeah, West End. it's it's a delight. It's where everyone into Karupla. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, and thank everyone for listening. We'll be seeing you soon. Bye. Bye. That lay beneath the wolf sky Without the dark clouds falling And omen apparition And with the thunder rolling Our house preceded the storm We lay beneath the wolf sky We lay beneath the wolf sky This has been the Antipodean Arts Podcast Music by Wendy Rule The song is Wolf Sky <laughs> <laughs>